anytime anyone asks, hey, have you ever seen this very famous film? All I can say is no, I haven't seen that. Welcome to yet another episode of Oh, I Haven't Seen That. We have not been canceled yet because guess what? I don't belong to a network. No one's paying me to do this. I'm actually losing money on this endeavor. This is the podcast where I review movies that I've never seen. For what reason have I never seen these films? Couldn't tell you. All I know is that in this time of quarantine, I realized that being proud of having never seen something that a lot of other people have seen in love is not a personality trait. It's a character flaw. Um, So here we are. Today's guest is from Montpelier, Virginia. She is a graduate of Virginia Tech University, but more importantly, a graduate of Patrick Henry High School, where she was a dance captain in the award competing show choir, Soundsations. She is currently a resident of Knoxville, Tennessee, where she works as a something. She claims that her love of tater tots actually comes from her love of the film we'll be discussing today, but that will be up to you to decide, dear listener. Please scrub those ears out for Emily Stallings. Hey friends, I'm here. I'm so excited. Um, Love the intro. Wish you would have left out the Patrick Henry part, but we're okay. (laughs) That's how me and my good friend Patrick met. So I guess if it was good for anything. How you and your good friend Patrick Henry met. No, not, I didn't say Patrick Henry. No, how you and your good friend, the abolitionist, Patrick, wait, was he an abolitionist? Probably not. I literally did not say that. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like that's what was implied. Not sure. I'm just saying it's how we, our paths crossed and that's all that matters. Truly. Um, Mm -hmm. How are you? You know, I'm just living in the quarantine life, doing what I can to stay sane. It's Sunday. I feel like Sunday's your favorite day. Um, is that true? Is that bad that I feel that way of any person who I know? Who's a Christian? Yeah, who? not even who's a Christian, who just I know who's deeply devoted. Actually, no, if you say you're a Christian, I'm like, they must love Sundays. <laughs> I mean, Sundays are lovely. I do think I'm a big napper, and I think my naps on Sundays are better than all other days of the week. Because I don't know. Because they're holy, for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> I always have associated Sunday not with going to church, mm-hmm. which I didn't enjoy, if we're being honest, when my family went when we were younger, yeah. but mostly just with the anxiety of school the next day. Okay. That's I fair. didn't dislike Mondays as much as most people. I just hated the buildup of a Sunday <laughs> afternoon mm-hmm. because that's when you start really, because you know, I wasn't out there doing homework on Saturdays. Who do you think I am? A nerd? Oh my gosh. I that was Sundays for me was when you had to start thinking about all the homework you haven't done and what you have Mm. to do this week and just getting ready to pretend to be someone else putting back on the mask you wear at a public high school as a young gay teen oh my gosh 
So that's, I, yeah, I'm just not a Sunday person, even as an adult. It, well, I felt the same way in college too. They always yeah. just stressed me out. And because Friday nights and Saturday nights are so much fun. They're lawless mm-hmm. in high school. You go to, you go to sleep whenever. You okay. whenever. Sundays are the end. Yeah, well, do you think it would have changed if you had, like, enjoyed your schooling career? Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to school. I like the next day. Sure, I'm all about Sunday. Or... I don't think so. I think okay. Great. Even when I had, cl- even in college when I had classes, I really liked on Mondays. It was still mm-hmm. a like source of anxiety. I think it was always just the feeling that I was forgetting something or that I wasn't prepared. That's fair. I think I approve I, of that answer. I think it, I think it was always going to be a source of, because there was a point, even our senior year of high school when we like didn't, we weren't obsessed with the choir teacher. <laughs> We still had show choir as the first class on one of like A days or B days, whatever. It was our mm-hmm. first class. And I always looked forward to those Mondays when it was our first class. Yeah. Because I got to see all my friends first thing in the morning of a new school week. <laughs> and always got to end the school week seeing everyone too. That's but fair. it was still those evenings I'd always felt just very anxiety ridden. And that's just living life with anxiety. (laughs) Even things you love make you want to not be here. (laughs) Oh, no. Off to a good start here. (laughs) How are you? Remind me of what your job is again. You tell me it many times a year, along with your major in college. And yet, they escape me. It's almost as if (laughs) I never tried to remember them. Okay. Um, well, at Virginia Tech, I majored in international studies. Yes. And then I moved to Knoxville and got a master's degree in ethics. Fun fact about me. Don't know how that really happened. Especially considering those are no longer used in this country. They're obsolete. Good point. Yeah. So really just a trash degree, but whatever. It's almost equal to getting a degree in musical theater. No one's using them anymore. See, this is why we're friends. We're just doing <laughs> useless things. Because <laughs> we both made our parents pay <laughs> for us to yeah, go to school for four years to learn how to do something that would become obsolete. That does not matter. The Sorry, minute. mom and dad. <laughs> uh, love that. Shout out to Susan and Bill. Aw, Claudia and Scott. But my job, which you don't really, like, I feel like you get a pass on this because I just started it. But I'm just working at, like, a volunteering agency, kind of like Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Sure. Yeah. But I just got there. You don't have to know that yet. Okay. I absolutely will not commit it to memory then because Lord (laughs) knows my brain is so small and so broken. I don't have space (laughs) for much more. Yeah. And I'm traveling this week. I just don't have space for that right now. You're a busy girl. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I'm just obsessed (laughs) with traveling during a global pandemic, going jet setting around. Oh my gosh. Get get out of here. Even if I wanted to go on a vacation, I don't know how I would right now. There's no country that would let me in. I mean, you could be like a really reckless person and go to the beach with everyone else. It's not stopping anyone else from going. You know, my when I was <laughs> home recently, we did go mm-hmm. to the condo that my mm-hmm. dad's business owns. Yeah. And did go to the beach. 
but it was not full. Okay. So I convinced myself it was okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, everyone was like distant on the actual beach. Yeah, that's fair. Which I guess was good. So yeah, I feel tired. Well, you better wake up. We have some things to discuss. I don't know why. Watching movies makes me sleepy. I watched the movie we're discussing today earlier, and making movies makes me sleepy. I think it's because I hate them. But it's such a good movie. Like, so good. Is a a sentence someone could say. (laughs) Absolutely. No, no. Emily, what are you you drinking? Right now, I'm just drinking some red wine from good old Trader Joe's. Ooh, yes, Trader Joe's. Yes, cheap. It was like $3. What? Trader Joe's wine is scary cheap. Like it just a glass or was it a bottle? No, a whole bottle. I'm not a Trader Joe's girl, I must say. I think it's because I'm poor. I'm not poor. I'm not poor. I'm broke. But $3 bottles of wine, like, you can do that. I should also say... When I was still working and auditioning, there was no Trader Joe's accessible. It would have been an That's extra fair. stop okay. on, the, on, the, on New York's famous, reliable <laughs> subway. Mm, and that I just see. wasn't a journey I was trying to make. Yeah. No, that's and be- fair. And because I found a wine that I like that was $10 at the liquor store near me. Hmm. But I want $3 wine. Maybe when you go back home... There's a Trader Joe's in Richmond, question mark. That's a, that's a guess. I won't go further than Short Pump. I'll go to the Wegmans. They've got cheap stuff. That's true. They do have good stuff. Do you remember? But why, I, what? Why is it called Short Pump? Like, that's no a valid. Idea. Okay. Small, lots of small penises. <laughs> um, Anyways. <laughs> to kind of start things off before we get <laughs> deep into the movie. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you consider yourself to be a TV person or a movie person? You don't have to pick. You can be both. Um, I would say I'm more likely to watch like a movie I've never seen than a show I've never seen. Like, let me let me just explain for you. Um, no, that makes sense. But yeah. Okay. Oh, let me explain anyways. So like, <laughs> no, I really. Actually, that makes sense if you could just stop. <laughs> um, I just rewatched the same like TV shows over and over again. Prime example, I've restarted Glee for the like too manyth time. I've never heard of that show. Yeah, I know you've never heard of her, the, but <laughs> the fourth episode of this podcast, and I believe the Fox TV show Glee that ran from 2009 to 2015 <laughs> has been mentioned every episode okay see it's just a good one it's a good show i don't think a show has to be good for it to get mentioned all the time i think it's good it was good when i watched it looking back on it now it's not like quality yeah stuff, upon every but... upon every rewatch you yeah. notice something mm-hmm. new that is bad yeah but I will rewatch that. I'll rewatch like The Office or Parks and Rec or something over and over and over again. I'll never start like you were talking about Orange is the New Black earlier. I'll probably never watch that. That's because, like, for the I've best. It. it falls apart after the second season. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Would you ever watch something like Brooklyn Nine Nine? I want to, and I've always told myself I'd start it. I even got Hulu, but 
I just it's so it's so good aside from the way it tries to show police officers in a positive light and as good people in Uh a (laughs) non-problematic section of the world i don't Uh know aside from that i mean it's genuinely written it's so well written it's so funny yeah but yeah now in retrospect of everything that's happened it feels very weird yeah like and to talk about and to celebrate but they've also the writers and andy sandberg have said that they've scrapped all the scripts they'd written for the new season that's good and i don't even think they're gonna come back until they know how to address everything yeah yeah that's fair but i still think it's a very very funny show that you should watch you know we'll see maybe one day but you said you're more likely <laughs> she just shook her head no. <laughs> but you said you're more likely to rewatch movies i mean or to watch a new movie yeah i'll always watch new movies like if someone suggests a movie i'll be like oh my gosh i'll watch that tonight got it like easy why Done. do you think that is do you think it's because they're i consider movies to have less commitment yeah less commitment yeah i think that's what it is like I just have to give it like two hours max and then I'm done rather than a TV show, which is God knows how long. Yeah, because I have a, I don't know about you, but I have a rule when it comes to new TV shows that I have to watch at least the first three episodes before I decide if I'm going or not. Yeah, like Glow Mm. on Glee, Glow Glow on Netflix. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I hated the first two episodes, but then the third episode, I thought there was so many moments in it that I thought were so funny that I kept going. And now it's one of my favorite shows. Okay. But yeah, I just have to, I always give every show a little bit. That's That's fair. I should do that. But it's it's so much more commitment than you just watch a two hour movie and that's just two hours. Like most shows nowadays, I feel like, especially streaming shows are at least 45 to 60 Mm -hmm. minutes. Yeah. Watch three episodes is it's a almost lot. like watching a movie, but it feels like more. And you don't get like a complete like plot. Yeah, within. you never get it. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because even if you hate it at the end of the third episode, you're still. Yeah, you have no idea plot. what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Wait, are you a movie or a TV person? I'm famously a TV person. Okay. That's part of the reason why this famous million subscriber podcast mm-hmm. that makes sense <laughs> i talked about this i think last episode but i feel like i prefer character over story okay which is interesting because in the movie we're discussing today i got annoyed at how much character i was getting and i wanted story <laughs> but mm, i see we'll get to, we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> But I just prefer getting to know characters more so than I do plot sometimes. I don't know if that makes sense. But in a movie, in when it, when I watch a movie, sometimes I feel like it's hard to really connect with a character mm-hmm. until an hour or so in. And then with most movies, by the time you're an hour or so in, it's about to end. Yeah, that's fair. And in a TV show, you get to see the more minute details of someone's life and of someone's personality and such. Mm -hmm. I guess the only difference I feel is when 
you see a movie based on something else, like on a book or comic books and stuff, because you have like access. Yeah. You have previous access and exposure to their characters and personalities. So you can like put a little bit on them. Like the Harry Potter movies, you love the books and the books are well written. So you put what you know from the books on those characters or like Hunger Games. You've never seen Harry Potter, right? You're not a Harry Potter girl. I'm almost done with all of them. All the so, books or all the movies? I would. I don't read um, <laughs> <laughs> all the movies. <laughs> but it, yeah, but it's like the same thing with the Hunger Games movie. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I, those scripts are missing, I think, a lot of character, but you just kind of steal it from the books and put it on there. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just a TV gal. Good to know. I feel like I'll explore it more on this podcast about why. You'll have to, yeah. Yeah, I guess I will literally at one point have to sit down with my therapist when, <laughs> when I start going back and just being like, I think I'm a TV person because I'm scared of losing people. <laughs> and Joe will be like, shut the fuck up. Why do you sound like Britney Spears in your therapy sessions? think I sound? What's your favorite movie? Ever? Like in the whole world. Um, um, yes. Or your or your favorite movie that you've watched recently, if that's a little bit easier to pick. Hmm. I mean, I did just watch Black is King. I know that's not a movie. And I, I it's mean, an it hour, is. It's an hour and a half. It's a damn film. <laughs> but it's like a visual album. Somehow it's different. I'm not no, really sure. No, it's an hour <laughs> and a half. Well, that was that's another just... thing when I turned it on earlier. I tried, so for <laughs> the listeners, I tried to watch Black is King after the film we're going to discuss today mm-hmm. because we had an idea at some point to discuss both or to do a special episode, of just like a <laughs> quick 30 minutes or so about mm-hmm. Black is King. And then I saw it was an hour and a half. I got about 10 minutes in and then I was exhausted because like I've said, <laughs> I'm not a movie person. Watching two in a row was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I said... No. <laughs> That's fair. But, but it's a damn film. Yeah. But it's just so it's beautiful. Like so well done. And that so that one's on my mind right now because I did just watch it. So yeah. that's a really good one. Um I feel like just like my go-to movies, I'm like, okay, I'm like in a funk or I'm in a mood, I'm gonna watch these ones. Usually it is the movie that we're going to talk about, which is crazy because, like, I don't know why that is. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, or Clueless. <laughs> I do love the movie. Uh, I like Clueless. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. one of the few movies, it's like few, one of the few, like, cult classic movies I have actually seen. Mm-hmm. It's just like, like a feel-good little, little ditty. Yeah, and Alicia Silverstone's so good in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. I think my go-to feel-good movie is The Wizard of Oz. Okay, interesting. I love Do you think The Wizard of Oz. The Wiz is better or The Wizard of Oz? I think The Wiz movie is bad. Okay, that's fair. Diana Ross is not <laughs> sixteen. Yeah, that's or fair. Dorothy's supposed to be like a teenager. Mm-hmm. And. I also haven't seen the Wiz movie since probably the fourth grade, though, so I probably should watch it again. I don't know. I just think the stage version's better. That's fair. I just the Wiz was trending on Twitter today, and I hadn't thought about that like the movie version in a while, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, that was 
I don't know. I didn't go down deep into it. I do like the, can you feel a new day? Can you feel a... Also, I liked in the live version they did on NBC, Uh (laughs) Mary J. Blige singing that. Don't you bring me no (laughs) bad news. It's just good. I have to legally stop talking about Glee on this podcast before (laughs) Ryan Murphy sues me. But do you remember... Oh, and Glee, when they had Christian Chenoweth sing Home from The Wiz while Amber Riley was standing 10 feet away. <laughs> Thankfully, I do not remember that um, because that would hurt me. It's when she's wearing a long white gown. It's the song that's like, living here yeah. in a brand new world might mm-hmm. be a fantasy. Oh, <laughs> it taught me to love. See, that's just like... In the moment, what grade was I in when I was watching it? Who knows? Like, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. I love it. Probably, if, I in, if I was in eighth grade, you were in seventh grade. So I was probably, like, shedding a single tear. Like, you know? <laughs> watching <laughs> like, a small blonde white woman sing. <laughs> right. Song from the Wiz. But, like, so in that moment, I'm like, oh, I love Glee. Like, I'm a Gleek, whatever. But now, like, that's just not, like, it's not Okay. Yeah, yeah, upon upon my most recent rewatch, I was like, <laughs> there. do they not know Amber's there? Did they forget? Yeah, did they forget? She's <laughs> there. And it's the episode where she sings beautiful, so I Okay. Mm-hmm. was just thinking to myself, she was already in the recording studio for this episode. They could have just booked her for she another. She's so close, yeah. They could have booked her probably for like another 30 minutes. She's a very talented girl. I'm sure she could have done it in like 30 minutes. Oh, it it's hurts. Just, it oh, hurts. Oh, so much. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's get into the movie we're discussing. I'm so ready. So today we're discussing Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Before we get into some thoughts about it and some facts, I want to know why this movie. I had put this movie on my list of movie of well-known movies I've never seen and you picked it mm-hmm. and I'm just um sorry I just died a little bit okay but what about this what about Napoleon Dynamite makes you excited about it <laughs> brings you joy makes you think about art um, okay Brittany let me answer <laughs> <laughs> um I would I think it's just such a, I don't want to say good movie because I don't think that's correct. Uh, I would have to agree <laughs> with that statement. I just like, it. there's like no plot. There's like nothing really makes sense. <laughs> I would have to agree with that statement. But like, I can just like cut it on and I don't have to think about literally anything. Like this movie, there are several parts that just make me laugh out loud and like some movies I'll just like do a chuckle like these ones like get me like get me deep down and I just I don't know I love stupid movies like that like like stepbrothers or something like so dumb I've never seen stepbrothers okay well I'd assume you're not gonna like it Um, but (laughs) all that to say though I just love (laughs) I love the awkward story of a kiddo trying to figure out life 
and then all the random things. <laughs> I will say, so I do think this is a movie you could turn on while you're cleaning your mm-hmm. house, doing your taxes, yeah, <laughs> shaving, and just kind of turn your head every few minutes and you'll see mm-hmm. something funny. Yeah. It's definitely just a f- bunch of long form sketches <laughs> thrown together. Correct. So fun. With just the same characters. Well, yeah. I don't know. When was the first time you saw this movie? Do you remember? Because this movie came out when we were in elementary school. I don't remember, like, vividly the first time I watched it, but I do know I watched it with my dad for the first time. And so, like, because he also loves, like, stupid, like, dumb humor. And so, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is fun, like, watching a dumb movie with my dad. And then I just, like, like, I don't have a lot of movies on DVD, but, like, I have this one on (laughs) on DVD. So, like, when I moved to Blacksburg, I'd, like, make all my friends watch it. And the fellows, like, I made my friends watch it. Like, if you're my friend, you have to watch it. So thank God that we can continue our relationship. Because <laughs> I, I was reaching my expiration date. Yeah. <laughs> you really were. It was coming quick. <laughs> if we got into the 20-year anniversary of this film mm-hmm. and, and I hadn't seen it, it would have been over. That's true. That's true. But okay. I don't know. I just love it. <laughs> and because we live in a democracy, I... Un- or we used to. I unfortunately have to respect that. Thank you. Okay, so let's get into some facts about this movie. So Napoleon Dynamite was released June 11th, 2004. It's directed by Jared Hess. It was written by Jared Hess and Jerusha Hess, who Mm -hmm. is his wife and not his brother, the way I originally (laughs) thought. It's based on the short film Palooka by Jared Hess, which premiered at Sundance Film Festival the year or two before and then some well-respected or what like higher up movie producer person Mm -hmm. or something convinced Jared has to drop out of school to make a full feature-length film so the message here is education sucks (laughs) um it stars John Heder produced by Jerry Kuhn Chris Wyatt Sean Covell Jory Weitz and MTV Films it had a budget of $400,000 and it made $46.1 million at the box office. And I didn't write this down, but I watched it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> Jeff Bezos' Stan account. Oh my God. <laughs> um, just kidding. Eat him. Okay. But I saw that John Heder, who plays Napoleon, mm-hmm. only made $1,000. Isn't that, like, he was only paid $1,000 when he first got on the movie, which is, like, so fun. They absolutely, I didn't look into it, but they had to have paid him more money later on, Yeah, yeah, after, like, it got big, he, like, renegotiated stuff, but... Oh, I I, absolutely would have called MTV Productions and said, listen here, you TRL bitches, I got paid $1,000, so guess what, I got rent done for two months... (laughs) That's I'm just such need. a fun fact, though. Like, yeah. how fun is that? Yeah. Because I read that Jared has cast a bunch of his classmates from okay. BYU. They went to Burgham Young University. Mm-hmm. Also, Jared Hess and his wife are Latter-day Saints. I have no idea. I, I cannot speak to that. I'm not 100% sure, so absolutely no one quote me. And God <laughs> forbid, do not use me as a Wikipedia source again. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, I think they are. And I know that um, John Hedder was at BYU. And I think so was the girl that plays um, Deb. So what are your kind of general thoughts on this movie? Like on the plots, on the characters and such? Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What if that was just your answer? Um, I feel like I saw this somewhere, probably on like Twitter, my news source. Um, (laughs) Oh, love (laughs) Twitter.gov. Twitter.gov. But I saw this on Twitter, I think. And someone was saying that like the plot of the movie was just. Does not exist. I think, okay, relax, was like the journey of a high schooler trying to find his tether ball partner. And I just think like that's so cute. Oh, and, that like, is all, cute. and then like all the mess, like random stuff in the middle. Like, I'm gonna say that I think I'm gonna say that I think that's someone trying to make the movie make <laughs> sense. But, but like it's fun. Is, but that is cute. <laughs> I just love it. And there's like so many in my personal life, let me be clear, I statements only, I have found a lot of like quotable lines from this movie. You and, and every <laughs> third grade boy that I went to elementary school with. But like, That's part of the reason why I put off this movie for so long. <laughs> I remember a long year of my life where any boy mm-hmm. in our elementary school would be like, hey, give me your tots. <laughs> or, Tina, you fat lard. <laughs> or what's another? I, can't, I just remember there was another line that everyone would say. And what's so interesting about that is most of the boys that would quote Napoleon Dynamite, mm-hmm. I feel like grew up to A, hate this type of film because it <laughs> is mostly sketch. It feels like a sketch long long sketch (laughs) and b are the bullies in the film they aren't napoleon that's true i just i'm hoping i am napoleon maybe that's like just my my prayer in life Mm, Um, i think i think you are who i think you're deb well that's not what i wanted to hear are you kidding me deb is the best character no (laughs) no sir he has the best first of all she's the only character development i will literally log off of this right she has now the only character development. do you see how she goes from a side pony to hair down <laughs> that doesn't matter it's not character development okay listen yes it is and movies like this where they're not ri- writing towards female <laughs> characters you have to pay attention to the hair it's i feel like hair is the way actresses give their characters character development when the writers don't that's why Deb goes from a side pony to her hair. To her hair, it was a half up and half down at one point, I think during the speeches. And then at the end of the film, it's down. I can't. Well, all that to say, I don't want to be Deb. Um, never do I want to be Deb. Deb's I would like to be Kip or <laughs> Uncle Rico. Why would you want to be Uncle <laughs> Rico? First of all, Uncle Rico needs to do some soul searching because he is closeted homosexual oh well yeah that's true even though his girlfriend's beautiful but everyone's but you're allowed to be confused (laughs) but uncle rico i would say is actually one of my least favorite characters really he's so creepy especially when he starts giving the flyers out to the underage girls about 
natural breast supplement. <laughs> no, I was really turned off. Okay, what was the first moment of the movie where you were like, this is going to be hard to make it through? Um, when someone, I don't remember who said the <laughs> R word for the first time. Okay, yeah, and I get that for sure. I said, oh. I, for, I forgot that we used to just use this word for Yeah, and everyone and thought films. it was okay. And everyone actually thought it was humor. Funny, yeah. Yeah, everyone, people would hear the R word and go, oh, haha, that is a joke. That right. word itself is a setup and a punchline all rolled into one. Guess what? It's Correct. no. No, uh-uh. And I do, I do want to let everyone know, I did preface Patrick by saying that that was going to happen. You, you prefaced me specifically by saying they use the, the word gay as an insult, which I feel comfortable saying because I do identify as gay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, but I don't remember a moment where maybe, maybe it flew past me because yeah, I was at one point also online shopping while watching okay. the movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's just like, I'm not going to miss any plot. I might as well... No. You will not. You might as well like look at these shirts That's because true. I have so many places to go these days. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I missed the part where they used the word "gay" as an insult. Maybe it's not on Amazon. Maybe they cut it out. Maybe, but they kept that R word, which is confusing on Amazon. Yeah, actually, I guess that doesn't make any sense. Either way, though, I did preface Patrick and say like, "This will happen." I don't like. The movie in my head would be so much better, obviously, if those insults were not in there. Yeah. But I I don't think it's aged as poorly as you were thinking. Making me, like, make, forcing me (laughs) to think. Bun to my head (laughs) to think it has. I think there are certainly moments that have not aged well. Yeah. Specifically, Uncle. Rico. Rio, Rico. Rico. Yeah. Him as a whole. And a lot <laughs> of the Pedro well. stuff has not aged Yeah. Well. See. And LaShonda. LaShonda. No, it's LaFonda. LaFonda. Excuse Come on. me. I right. realized I was truly a dumb white person mm-hmm. when they first introduced her. And I thought for a minute that she wouldn't be a stereotype. Right. That makes sense. Because in her first scene, when she gets off the bus, she doesn't really, I mean, obviously she doesn't do much, but she wasn't dressed in the way that I feel like a black woman in a mostly white comedy would be dressed. Yeah. When she first got off the bus and was like greeting Kip, that is Mm -hmm. Yep. I was tricked myself. I tricked myself into thinking (laughs) that, oh, maybe they're not going to make her like a stereotype of a black woman, but lo and and behold, (laughs) they got out the roster and they gave her (laughs) tall, gentle black woman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All in all the movie. See, it's just going to make me sound like a bad person for liking the movie. No, I I don't think so. No, I think there's something. It's like nostalgia. Yeah, I think it's the same reason why Friends has lasted so long. Like people watch Mm -hmm. it and love it, and but it is problematic. My yeah, my take on a lot of things like that is 
you do just kind of have to consider it kind of a time capsule of sorts or representative of the time it was made. Yeah. As long as it's not doing something that is truly offensive. Mm-hmm. And if the people who it is that the people that it could potentially be offending if those I don't know if anything I'm saying makes sense but if those groups of people aren't actively speaking out against it Mm -hmm. I kind of think it's okay as long as you give yourself the like the reminder that a this is not okay it wasn't Mm -hmm. okay then it's not okay now right but it is representative of what was okay at the time and I think Mm -hmm. yeah I think having things just serve as reminders of the way culture progresses at sometimes alarming rates. Yeah. Yeah. Much slower than like day-to-day culture interaction. Like more like film TV culture progresses quicker. Did any of that make sense? I think it did. Like I really do. Like it's a good, not a good reminder, but it's a reminder of like, like, Napoleon Dynamite came out in 2004. It's a good reminder of what like 2004 America thought was okay. And like, thankfully we've progressed past, hopefully if you're a good person, progressed past using like those words as insults. And like, you can be like, oh yeah, this is not okay. It wasn't okay then. And like, I feel like it's good if you can recognize that, like you recognize it in Friends. I recognize it in Napoleon Dynamite. And, like, if you do suggest someone watching it, suggest to someone to watch it, like, being like, hey, also, by the way, it's not, like, appropriate language at all times. And, like, I just want you to be aware of that, you know? Yeah. Um, I also think there's something when those stereotypes and those problematic things aren't the full joke, mm-hmm. the full story. Yeah. Like, if this was a story about... LaFonda and Kip, I think we would have to say this is not allowed anymore. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> but it's the same way the same way that like Song of the South is not mm-hmm. we don't it's Disney doesn't show it anymore for right. every right. No one not that no one talks about it, but no one it's not celebrated anymore because the entire mm-hmm. story is based on these very problematic themes. Yeah. Napoleon Dynamite doesn't seem like it's based on the problematic themes that unfortunately just uses some of these yeah. problematic storytelling devices. Yeah, that's fair. And, I don't know. I also just think it's if mm, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of a way to say it that doesn't sound rude that I can actually that yeah I can actually keep on the podcast. Right. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want people to be like, oh my yeah. god, they think that this is okay. Because <laughs> no, I was about to say it's it's too easy to just get rid of something because it has problematic aspects. I don't know what the right thing is to say. Yeah. I'm not smart enough. I'm not either. I don't know. Yeah. My brain doesn't have the space to actually say enough correct things about how I think we should treat media that in retrospect we learn is problematic, but I think there's Mm -hmm. a scale Mm -hmm. of how to react to things. That's fair. I think. Who knows? I'm dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm looking at my notes. Okay, great. Okay. At one point I wrote down, are Uncle 
First of all, I wrote down Uncle Rio. I could not remember his name. It's literally Rico. I wrote down our Uncle Rico and Kip gonna fuck. <laughs> they have major sexual um, tension. Yeah. <laughs> they, I kept thinking he was gonna be like, hey. <laughs> You ever feel stressed out? Stop. <laughs> Don't ruin to, this for me. Don't ruin it. I know how to make you feel better. <laughs> That's where I thought we were headed. Okay. And thank God we did it. Um, it's just so hard to watch a movie where you're not sexually attracted to anyone. Okay. That's you fair. Know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Part of what gets me through so many movies is that I find someone and I lock in on them. Okay. That I'm like, mm, I love him. Right. I would yeah. die for him. There was no one in this movie that I felt any, no part of my body was aching. The only part of my body that was aching was my heart and my brain <laughs> for doing this to myself. Well, I guess though, in hindsight, that might be good because. Three of the actors were supposed to be high schoolers, so you shouldn't technically be attracted to them. One Shout of them, out to me for not being attracted <laughs> to high well, well, like, you know, I mean, I don't know how old they were when they, like, actually filmed this, but they, like, actually do look really young, which, like, good on them, question mark, maybe? I fully think John Hedder was in his 20s. They were all in college. But, like, they weren't, like, in their 30s, which I feel like they do a lot. They as in movie makers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they as in the TV show Glee, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, Uncle Rika is not it. And then LaFonda and Kip, I guess. Uh, I don't understand why the vote for Pedro thing... Mm-hmm. is such a legacy of this film. I remember that always <laughs> coming up in elementary school whenever this film was mm-hmm. being thrown around during lunchtime. <laughs> Everyone being like, give me your tats and all the wonders <laughs> this film has to offer. Everyone would always mention Vote for Pedro and people had Vote for Pedro binders. and I literally have a Vote for Pedro shirt. I have I, that shirt. It's <laughs> I thought it was a large part of the plot. No. It doesn't come in until the last 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand why it's such a big part of this. What's well, like, I'm, I will defend it, you know, as much as I can until I die. But it's just like, you know, the underdog winning something. Like he, quote unquote, shouldn't have won because everyone loved Summer, a vote for Summer something about summer all year long like whatever oh that line i thought was clever i was like go for her (laughs) she said a vote for me will be summer all year long also do you think they were getting hillary duff what do you mean they wanted that's Haley duff that's hillary right do you think they wanted hillary because she's styled like hillary duff the entire film i don't think so I think they wanted Hillary and then they couldn't afford it because their budget was 400000 That's true. Haley was like, I would do it for one third of that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, uh, but can you do it like Hillary? And she said, and she said absolutely. Anything, <laughs> anything to be included. <laughs> but all that to say, though, I think the vote for Pedro is like the underdog winning something. The dance scene is like, I 
iconic <laughs> for this movie at least you don't look interested at all but it is it's just Sorry, i'm just drinking a really amazing seltzer <laughs> i don't know if you've ever heard of the brand this little niche brand called polar oh my gosh but i just think like i don't know i just think it's so fun to see pedro just do something because he doesn't like do much until this you know other than shave his head because he was hot <laughs> yeah pedro is a character in this film yeah that's all i have to say okay do we have like thoughts on pedro or like anything? i don't know i couldn't tell if pedro's like problematic or not yeah. because they don't do anything with him Right. I mean, the pinata part is obviously yeah, not great, especially when his excuse is, we do it all the time in Mexico. Yeah, there's true. I have a hard time believing that people running for class president <laughs> in the country of Mexico make pinatas of their opponents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do like the part where his cousins like protect all the kiddos getting bullied at school. They like Oh yes. I wrote car. down his I wrote down Pedro's cousins are nonviolent kings. <laughs> yeah, they just like intimidate, which is good. Yeah, because I don't they say absolutely nothing, but I put so much onto them. I said <laughs> these are boys who would not lay a hand on these prepubescents chinny chins. <laughs> they are just going to intimidate them into mm -hmm. no longer stealing bicycles yeah and for that i celebrate them yeah that's fair i love it yeah i was into them they were cool also their car was cool oh so fun like when this. he picks up girl with the bangs <laughs> what's her name trisha yeah trisha when he picks up trisha in the car and it's like yeah. bouncing <laughs> i thought to myself i wish <laughs> I had been able to drive a car like that to prom. That'd be fun. I have a very important question. Okay, what's up? Does Tetherball only exist in <laughs> movies? Um, honestly, that's like a really good question. Because I was thinking, I listened to like a blurb of your other podcast or something. And you asked that person to do like a five sentence description of the movie. And so I was trying to think of what Okay, mine spoiling this later segment for my new listeners. Oh my gosh, whatever. <laughs> but I was trying to think of what my description would be, and I was like, it has to have Tetherball in it. And that made me think that I don't think I've ever seen Tetherball anywhere in my, like, personal journey of life. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Tetherball. I don't believe in it. I don't think it's real. I think it's a creation of the Hollywood machine. Like, I'm really trying to think back. If it would have been anywhere, it would have been at our elementary, at my elementary school. That's the only place I could feasibly Okay, my, envision. we went to the same elementary school. I know, but I was just <laughs> at our elementary school. That's the only place I can, like, envision it. But it but wasn't even, I know, even that, I'm like, but I'm not sure. I don't believe in it. I think it's something that looks cool visually. Mm -hmm. So filmmakers made it. Also, how would you even begin to play tetherball? It's something you want to get like your, like if you're hitting to the right, 
you want to get the tether ball to wrap all the way around to the right so there's no string left. And the other person's hitting to the, the other side. <laughs> and you just want to, like, complete it first. So, like, it, like, I get, I think, how it works. That doesn't feel like a game, though. Because if you're just hitting it back and forth, then it's never going to go around the pole. Well, you want to, like, hit it hard or, like, hit it high or low so someone misses it. You know, like Napoleon. This game sounds boring as fuck. <laughs> like Napoleon at the end hits it above Deb's little head because she's like four feet. Also, at one and point, it fully hits Deb in the face. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, and he hits it really hard and it like completes. And that then he won, technically. I don't believe in it. I don't think it's real. Okay. I think it's a creation of Hollywood. I think the media lies. If, you're listening to this and you've ever played tetherball please don't reach out because i don't (laughs) want to don't let us know i've decided to believe that it's fake yeah i think that's fair i will sleep much better at night knowing that i've never seen it before so yeah and i just don't see how it could be fun no i bet there's like teams for it too Maybe I'll do Ugh. some tetherball research after this. There's a this. team for everything. People are out here playing Quidditch. Guess what? You can't fly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't mean to spoil the fun. Oh, Hogwarts isn't real. <gasps> whoa, whoa, whoa. Moving on. Did you have a favorite scene? Like, out of all the ones that you hated, like, which one did you hate the least? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, let me look at my notes. Okay. Because I would love to talk about that. Oh, I did write, this isn't my favorite scene, but I did write down, Trisha deserves financial compensation for going to the prom with Napoleon. (laughs) But she got that beautiful self-portrait, which, like, is compensation enough. No, she deserves (laughs) compensation for having to look at that. I thought it, the shading on the upper lip took him, like, three hours, so, like, it's literally a masterpiece. Um, I did enjoy the part where all the children on the bus watched the cow get shot. That part made me <laughs> <laughs> That's like so ri- Something about that farmer, like, okay, the other scene that like I really love is when Napoleon's like, he's at the farm, like the getting money. Farm? Yeah, the it chicken farm. No sense. <laughs> Why is he there? And he's like, do chickens have large talents? <laughs> and the guy like starts talking. He's like, rah, 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 rah. and oh, you're just like, <laughs> that is every man that works for my dad. My dad owns construction. Right. Company. That is every single one of them who used to that come to the house home. and be like, <laughs> me, five years old, probably wearing a dress. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i love that part because like it reminds me of home you know (laughs) like i'm like a good old virginia um i don't know something about that farmer guy because that's the guy that shot the cow for reference for people who haven't yet seen this movie i Um, do like yeah i also like the scene with deb where she picks out pedro's wig (laughs) <laughs> and she's she says something along the lines of i think this will really bring out your colors mm-hmm. yes <laughs> um i really enjoyed that also honestly any scene with deb 
excuse me, my cat's playing with a toy in the background. Any scene with Deb where she's picking out something for someone to take a photo with, mm-hmm. at one point, she's looking... Sorry, that's my cat. She's just excited. She's hungry. When we take our break, I'm going to feed her. Okay. When she's looking at the backgrounds at one point, and she's just like, honestly, any of these could do. <laughs> or something. I don't know. I really, I just really like Deb. That's so interesting to me, personally. But I mean, someone has to like her, so. Uh, yeah, st- statistically, someone has to like her. Did you like her puffy sleeves? Oh, yeah, she made them herself. I know. <laughs> Amazing. Our resourceful queen. Uh, yes, I was like, yeah, <laughs> queen that makes her own prom dress. Go absolutely <laughs> off entrepreneur out here with with two businesses not just one she's making braid (laughs) not braid she's making bracelets (laughs) she's making portraits and dresses to three okay but that's not a business she that's a hobby hobby. sorry whatever (laughs) idiot (laughs) um do you have any more general thoughts about napoleon dynamite before we take our break and go into our famous famous segment um, I don't think so. Okay. I have to think really hard. I'm just going to go through my notes. Okay. And oh, in the opening credits where they're like showing the food, but they're mm-hmm. showing it like on carpet. That's bad vibes. <laughs> food over carpet is not it. Oh, I thought of something else to say. And I feel like this is really important because. I think he said it in my bio, but Napoleon's love for tater tots, I promise you, like inspired my love for tater tots. Anytime oh I have a tater tot, I think of Napoleon Dynamite. Like, that scene where he puts them in his pocket to have later, I actually... Respect it? Yeah, because yes. I couldn't stop thinking about how in high school they really wouldn't let you eat anywhere right. other than the cafeteria. <laughs> high school is... The worst prison but you get to go home Mm -hmm. yeah just kidding prison much worse but high school ain't great right it's up there it's just maybe maybe we would have had a different high school experience at a different high school yeah because some people really did love high school and like good on you but i'm not personally one of those people yeah but some people are also sick in the brain so that's true that's true he had really nice sweatpants on at one point. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I was into that. Yeah, I feel like the the costuming was very lovely. Yeah. Oh, speaking <laughs> of costuming, at one point when the grandma or the aunt is out dirt biking or whatever, grandma. they show her friends mm-hmm. and there's a boy in a crop top. That's fun. And I, that was the one moment any part of my body was titillated. Okay. <laughs> something about a boy in a crop top where I'm like, especially a really, like, this is the toxic part of my brain, when a super okay. masculine looking guy is wearing a crop top because crop tops are like inherently feminine mm-hmm. in our culture. There's something about that juxtaposition that I love. Okay. And it was the one moment of the film where I was like, hit me, baby, my name. But then after that, I was um, out. Britney Spears Instagram, just glossy eyed, <laughs> getting, through, getting through it, 
barely. <laughs> oh, leave her alone. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. Okay. And after the break, we will come back and go into our famous, not stupidly titled at all segment called The Red Carpet. Ooh, fun. Okay, we'll be back. Bye! Okay, Okay, hello. We are welcome back. What? We are welcome back. <laughs> we are welcome back. You know what? Close enough. Um, yeah, okay, so we're back. This mm-hmm. is our famous segment called The Red Carpet. As we all know at this point, I do not like the title of this segment. I cannot think of anything else. If you, dear <laughs> listener, can think of something else to call this segment, please, please, please send it to me on Instagram or Twitter. But uh-huh. for now, we're going to call it the red carpet. So Emily is entering the red carpet, and we are going to ask her some questions that I'm also going to answer just for funsies. Okay, so. My first time on the red carpet. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so first part of the red carpet. I want you to review the movie in five words. Now, this can either oh be gosh. a five-word sentence or five different little adjectives or phrases. Okay, um, I do like want to, to preface. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I'm going first. Thank you. <laughs> okay, decisive <laughs> queen. Well, because I did prepare, this is the only thing I knew that was going to happen on the podcast. So I made sure I knew this one <laughs> five sentence, five word thing. Um, okay, so my five words to describe. Five sentences. Movie. Can no, you five believe? words. Five senses. Can you believe that'd be more plot than this film? (laughs) Stop. Five words are awkward journey of tetherball player. You're welcome. The end. What? (laughs) The awkward journey of a tetherball player. Just awkward (laughs) journey, tetherball. Wait, (laughs) you're confusing me. Ready? I haven't said anything other than what? <laughs> but your face is confusing me. Okay, literally the five words. Count them with your fingers. Ready? Awkward journey of tetherball player. Okay. <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> no, it's good. I like it. I just missed the word journey, so I wasn't sure what you said. Okay, that's fair. I worked really hard on that one, so you're welcome. Um, for me, it's gonna be SNL sketch gone horribly wrong. Okay, yikes. <laughs> and the wrong part is just how long it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I didn't diss, I am like hating on it so bad. I truly didn't dislike it. And there were quite a few moments that really did make me giggle mm-hmm. out loud. But I think ultimately, this is just not a movie made for me. That's fair. That's There's fair. no homoerotic, homosexual vibes to this movie. This movie's probably one of the straightest films I've ever seen. Mm. And that's just not my vibe. That's fair. And I'm so sorry. I just, yeah, I just think this is the type of movie that just isn't made for me. So... I really should stop hating on it because I understand that and respect it. And I understand why people think it's funny and fun. 
Okay, okay. so our next part of the red carpet is who deserved better? Now this can either be a character, an actor, a plot, a setting, a song, anything, any aspect of the film. Who deserved better? You get to go first for this one. Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, for me, <laughs> uh-huh. for me, the person who deserved better is me because <laughs> while watching this movie, my roommate, my roommate was very loudly playing bad rap music in mm. the living room and I had to hear it while watching this film. <laughs> so I think I deserved better. <laughs> Okay. And also, I think Deb's photography business deserved better. <laughs> Why was she not hired by the school to take people's prom photos? That's a good point. Girl could have made a killing. She could have made so much money to save up for college. Also, why is Deb the only one planning for college? You want to know why? Because she's the only one getting out of there. Okay. Also, they refer to Idaho as the gem state at some point, and that... Yeah. I didn't look up because I refused to know what the reasoning for that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's like gem caves there where they go and <laughs> find like rare, precious gemstones. Mm. But I prefer to think of it as just the people of Idaho being delusional. Okay. And, not wanting, and not wanting to be known as the potato state. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the gems are the potatoes. Oh my gosh. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Anti-potato. You might have. Oh my god! Are you anti? Are you anti-potatoes? Okay, you heard it here first. Emily Stallings of Knoxville, Tennessee, who works as a volunteer in something that's similar to Boys and Girls of America, is anti-potatoes. First of all, you got all of that wrong. Second of all, how can I be anti-potato when tater tots are my favorite? Thing. Thank you very much. Okay, but where's the proof? Where's the proof? Where's the proof? <laughs> Just like when people on. try to tell me that racism works both ways. Where's the proof? Okay, well, there is no proof for that. So, exactly. Anywho. <laughs> anywho, who, what, who I think deserves better? I would love, okay, do you remember who Don is? Summer's boyfriend? Yes. Okay. He was the one, he's one of the bullies, right? Mm -hmm. Because there was one moment from far away where Mm -hmm. I thought that this obviously 30 year old might be the source of my sexual attraction for the film. But then we got closer to him and I realized that he was not for me. Much like this movie, not for me. Okay. Well, as I was saying, my first one of Deserves Better is his like plot. I would just love to know how he got to where he is. And then there's the one scene where Summer's doing her little dance at the, the assembly. Which he, like, also, that, also, that's not a skit. That's true. But he like pops his collar. He's like, yeah. And I'm just like, like keep going. Like, where is this going? Oh, that's where he was like, oh, this is so hot. Yeah, like, yeah. Wearing a color guard uniform <laughs> from the 80s. Also, right. when is this movie set? I don't. Everything I read online said it was supposed to be set in 2004, but it is screaming 1980s at you so loudly (laughs) that it hurts. That's fair. That's so fair. And then, real fast, the other thing I think that deserves better, deserves more, is is it 
the Happy Hands Club. Is that what they're called? Yes. Oh, I see. <laughs> my queens. Yes. They deserve so much more. <laughs> also, how did Summer recruit them? I don't know. I don't know. Summer seems like the type of girl who recruited them because she was like, if you guys do this for me, you guys can come to the and homecoming cool. party my family throws every year. Yeah, and exactly. be out of town. My dad has a conference. <laughs> my dad's the mayor. He has to go to the mayor conference in yeah. Um, yeah. a different part of the gem state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just think they deserved a lot more. They should have had agree. some shows. I simply yeah. must agree. <gasps> Can you, uh, we should have seen the winter concert. The winter concert. Okay. So moving on. Mm-hmm. Our next part of the red carpet is, <laughs> did we need that? Now this, again, much, so <laughs> very similar to who deserved better. This just goes out to the character, the plot, the moment, the whatever, where you said, mm, did we need that? I would say it's hard because like in my head, I need every little thing to happen because it led to something else. But I do think Uncle Rico <laughs> selling his like breast enhancement project products, probably like a no-go, don't really need that. But it did lead to like, Cause then after he ended up selling the like Tupperware and stuff and like, that's kind of fun. So I guess, but it's just like, we don't need that. Exit out. No, no. For me, the did we need that moment was, I don't know. (laughs) Patrick says literally the whole thing. Like the movie. (laughs) I guess for me, the did we need that moment would be the pinata of it all okay i don't think they really needed to put that in i think having pedro just run against a popular girl mm-hmm. in general was enough was enough of a plot line i think to do that weird kind of problematic racist thing was just mm-hmm. Like, just not necessary. I didn't really understand what it was trying. It wasn't funny in the first place. Yeah. It would have been funny if they had tried to make it a thing where Pedro, if if this was a different kind of comedy and it was Pedro trying to play on white, what he, like what white people's stereotypes mm-hmm. of Latinos. If he had been like, I'm doing this because this is the only way mm-hmm. I think I can get these people on my side. But it's not that. That's fair. Because they even yeah. write the line where he's like, this is what we do in Mexico. So mm-hmm. I think that's a moment that could have worked if it had come from a different mm-hmm. writer or if it was in a different yeah. movie. But in this movie, it just isn't. Yeah. It's not it. It's so not for it. me, that's the moment we didn't need. That's fair. But I agree with the Uncle Rico stuff, too. fair problematic in a lot of ways yeah okay so next we have the i didn't know they were in this slash wait who is that award this award goes out to the actor i often use missy pyle as the example who you know them you love them Uh you see them in everything and you go 
who is that? You look up the movie, you find their name in the movie, you go to their Wikipedia page, you know their face, you still don't know where you've seen them before, so now you have to scroll all the way down to their filmography, look through 200 different credits, and finally you're like, ah, they did a three-story arc on Mad Men. Oh my gosh. That's where I know them from. So this goes out to that person. Gosh, that's hard though. Cause like, other than Haley Duff, I like don't know these people from literally anything else. I don't think. I think you can give it, you're what? Well, you're perfectly allowed to give it to Haley. That Haley has to get it out of default. <laughs> Have you ever seen Blades of Glory with Will Ferrell? Mm-mm. Oh. Does it have John in it? Yeah. Does Dodge, not Dodgeball, Benchwarmers also have John Hader in it? I've never seen Benchwarmers, so I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't know. So, Haley it is. My winner was originally Haley. Mm-hmm. But I think I also have to give it up to two other people. The actress that plays Deb is one of them, Tina Majorino. Okay. Majorino, I don't know how to say her last name, but she was on... Grey's Anatomy for a hot second. Okay. She plays one of the interns that ends up getting electrocuted and dying. Oh, yikes. So okay. shout out to her. And <laughs> also out. the actor Diedrich Bader, who plays Rex. Okay. The yeah. guy who teaches the mm-hmm. um, Taekwondo? Not yeah. Taekwondo. The just the defense class. Yeah. Which, A, I think Rex is the best part of the movie. Everything he did was so funny. He <laughs> is from, he's on the TV show Veep, if you've ever watched that. Mm-mm. He's he's one of those comedy people that I feel like just kind of shows up in a lot of things. And he also does a lot of voiceover. Yeah. Yeah, he's the other recipient of that award for me. Okay. He's really good in Veep, if you ever, Veep is another show I think you would like. Mm, TV shows. Can't do okay, it. Okay, bye. <laughs> Just a suggestion. Just a suggestion. Okay, next we have the me moment. Oh, Emily's finishing up her glass of wine. She's on her last little gulp. It's my second glass, so look out. Okay, look out, world. (laughs) Okay, so next we have the me moment. This is the part in the film where you watched it, and after it happened, you went, that's me. (laughs) Um... Gosh. You go first. I need okay. to think. I have mine. Okay, mine perfect. Mine is when <laughs> mine is when Kip says, I'm really busy right now, and he's just shredding cheese <laughs> over his like, <laughs> tortilla chips to put to clearly he's gonna put them in the microwave and like quote unquote make nachos. <laughs> also the me moment, my other me moment is when I got bored during the movie, so I started lint rolling my cat because at one point uh-huh. like shook. Next oh my to while I was watching it, and so much fur just came floating off, and some of it got stuck to my laptop screen. And I was like, "Oh, I guess I haven't brushed you in a minute." <laughs> so I started lint rolling the bed to get some of it off, and then I looked at the lint roller, and I was intrigued at the idea of lint rolling my cat. So I attempted it, and it worked for thirty seconds, and then she okay. said, "She wasn't having it." I don't think I care for this and she went and sat a few feet away and waited until I put it away (laughs) good good on her but most importantly my me moment is when he's 
I'm really busy right now. <laughs> busy. Also, Kip, the, this just, I yes. just this. You Do don't, it. I don't think you realize that he's wearing braces until halfway through the film. You don't see Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I did not notice until at least the (laughs) second scene where they're out at that fast food place or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the milk. He does something with his teeth and his mouth. And I saw the braces and I said, now, where did those come from? (laughs) Braces in movies scare me because sometimes you hear about actors getting just molds made where they're just like retainers that look like braces. Right. And sometimes you hear about actors actually getting braces for films. I think this said that he actually got braces. Oh my God. looked it up. That could be false. Don't quote me. Do not, please do not use me in your Huffington Post article. I don't know (laughs) if that's true, but I think he did. That's crazy. Um, my me moment is also a Kip one. Of course. I Kip, just, Kip is the most relatable character. Oh, absolutely. Like everything he does, someone um, can relate to him. Cause he's just like all of us when we're weird and like probably by ourselves doing something. You're like, yeah. I hope no one saw that. But also Kip I was so on. worried they were gonna have him be turned off by LaFonda when he finally met her. Oh yeah. But instead the fact that he falls even deeper in love was something so I, something I appreciated, despite the gross stereotype right. that she is yeah. she's not given really any character traits. But I did like that he wasn't because when they're messaging, he mentions that she's she is a different description, right? I feel like he says like she's older than me or something. I thought he said physical descriptions. I thought he maybe. mentioned that she was white, but maybe. I don't. I, don't I think know. I might have misheard something or just honestly wasn't paying attention. It's probably that one. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I liked that. Kip seems like a sweet boy. Yeah. But my me moment is when he and Uncle Rico, I guess, are selling like the Tupperware now. Like they switch from the oh, breast. I think I know what you're about to say. They switch from the breast enhancements to Tupperware and they're at the one person's house I don't know and Kip's trying to do like a presentation about the Tupperware and I guess like he had told them like oh my gosh they can like withstand anything like (laughs) a car could literally run them over and they'd be fine and he backs the car up puts the Tupperware under the tire (laughs) backs the car up it breaks and he just says Oh man, and drives away. <laughs> oh, that one's so I love yeah. that. That's another moment where I giggled quite loudly. Yeah, like that one's just good because like I feel like I so desperately would want someone to like something and have like a grand idea of how it'd work out. Yeah. And then it would fail miserably and I would just run. So yeah. so funny. I really like that. <laughs> okay, next we have plan a sequel or write a jingle. So you can either plan a sequel for the film or you can write about a two-line jingle for the film um I can't write a jingle so my sequel would be and I don't know if you or any of the listeners watched the post credit scenes did you watch that the wedding yes the wedding yeah I got most of the way through it and then I just kind of did the thing on Amazon where you just kind of see how it ends right because I didn't want (laughs) to 
be there anymore. That's fair. Well, I would, my sequel would be like starting with like Kip and LaFonda, how like their new life has worked out together post marriage. And then also seeing like how the kiddos were getting, we're in college now. Like, how is that looking? I feel like it would be so weird for all of them. Yeah. I would see a sequel if it was just LaFonda and Kip. The minute Lillian makes an. (laughs) <laughs> I'm out of there. And I like John Hedder too. <laughs> but you have to see him for like a second. Okay, yeah, if he wants to show up and be like, Kip, <laughs> let me in. <laughs> like, I will celebrate that. I will celebrate <laughs> continuity. But otherwise, no. Okay, that's fair. So do you have a jingle you'd write? Um, Sure, I like to write. A jingle. I just introduced this last episode, so it's new. Okay. New. Um, let me, give me a second. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, I got it. I think I got something. I'm ready. This isn't so much a jingle, but I think it's a song that could have taken place in the film. Okay. Okay, here we go. A vote for me is a vote for Summer. A vote for Pedro is a bummer. I will give you a break year long. He will break your back. Don't be a dong. Vote for Summer. <laughs> why Why is your jingle voting for Summer? We want Pedro. We don't want Summer. No, it's not. I didn't say. First of all, I was not in the same key for that entire jingle. <laughs> no, you but... were not. But... It's okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's not in support. First of all, I want to make it very clear. I don't support Haley Duff. <laughs> I know nothing about her. But I am not in support of Summer. I just could see Summer performing a song instead of giving a speech. Mm-hmm. Doesn't she just mm-hmm. seem like that type of gal? Yeah. that's pro- Maybe Don would sing it for her, you think? Who? The boyfriend. He has a name. It's... I think it's Dawn. Every time I like, say it, I go, there's no character in this movie named that. No, it probably is. I have no idea. I, like, I think it, I'm really trying to think, but I'm going to say yes. Final answer is that that's his name. Dawn. Amazing. Yeah. I'm okay. With it. So last and final part of the red carpet. Ready? Is... Bring it on. Does it go in the vault? If you had to pick movies to preserve that best represent their genre, the actors in it, the production, the whatnot, to preserve for future generations, would this be one of the movies you would pick? How big is the vault? <laughs> like how many other movies? A vault. Of my vo- limit? A vault is a wish <laughs> your heart makes. <laughs> I don't know. I just the vault, like the like Congress has the <laughs> Library of Congress that they just pick films every year or so to preserve. Okay. Gosh, I want to say my personal vault for like my kiddos and like people who are close to me. Absolutely, it's in my vault slash. That's why I have the DVD of it. Do I think everyone in this world <laughs> needs to see Napoleon Dynamite? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It just wouldn't, it's not going to solve anything. 
it would just help people I love know me better if they watched it. I accept that. Okay, great. And that's fine. And I don't think you have to have a for the public vault. I think your vault can just be personal. I love it. That's my personal vaults then. I'm assuming it's not going in your vault. It's just a guess. For me, I respect (laughs) the fact that the movie was a really low budget movie that then went on to establish itself as Mm -hmm. something and is a cult classic and made so much money and is based off a short film that they made that then got expanded and that it was made by a lot of young people just starting Mm -hmm. out. And I really do respect all of that and think that's great and... I wish that happened more because I think it deserves to, but for Mm -hmm. me, like I said, this movie is not made for me. I respect it for what it is, but it does not go in my personal vault. No. I think maybe, no, I was going to say maybe (laughs) for a vault, like for the world it would go in, but no. Mm -mm. It's just not for me, and I think that's fine. Yeah, that's so fine, because that just means I can watch it more. And we don't have to, like, agree on it. Just hopefully it helps you understand me better as a person. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Like, next time I wear my vote for Pedro shirt, you can be like, oh, okay. No, I will say, who is that? Okay, well, that would hurt my feelings. I will say, is that a protest vote? Because you need to vote for Biden. Oh, my God. That's correct. Did everyone hear that? You need to settle for Biden, Emily. Settle. Unsettled. I don't know if you guys are following the Settle for Biden Instagram account, but it's my favorite thing. I'll have to follow it. It's really good. It's really funny. I'm going to do it right now. It says things like, Joe Biden won't save the rainforest, but he'll kill it slower. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And this one says, Okay, fine. Biden, 2020. (laughs) And I think that's the way we have to end the episode. I love it. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Emily, I know it's the middle of a global pandemic, but do you have anything to promote or anything you want to share? Social media accounts? Um, no. Just really, please, everyone, don't forget that Black Lives still matter. Um, don't know if I can say that here. But I feel like people... Of course you can. Why would you not be able to say it? <laughs> I but feel like with people... the things we've said this episode, <laughs> I'm gonna... I just want people to be aware that even though it seems like it's kind of dying down, it's quite literally not. Breonna Taylor still needs justice, so please don't forget about that. And that's all I have to say. And I have nothing to say that's important enough to follow that. So that's, that's how we're gonna end. Okay, Bye. Bye.